You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Welcome to the UFC Fight Night post-show live stream. And now your host, Mr. Mike Heck. All right, we are live. The uh, UFC 252 go-home event delivered in a lot of ways, and it was finished off by Derek Lewis putting away Alexi Olenek in round number two. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the live UFC Vegas 6 post-fight show right here on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel. If you're watching now, welcome. If you're watching or listening after the fact, Thanks for joining us after the fact. I'm being joined by Jose Youngs, Alex K. Lee, and E. Casey Lydon. For those who are joining us live, this is this is your show. It's the People's Post Fight Show. We want to hear from you as we'll be live for probably around 45 minutes or so. So let's get those comments and questions in. But uh, AK, I want to begin with you because you had very high expectations for this card. And if you watch like the Barstool Sports Pizza reviews, <sighs> if Dave Portnoy eats a Neapolitan pizza, it starts with like a 6.8 score out of 10, and it just goes from there. You gave this event, based on the lineup alone, before one punch was thrown, a 9.5. Would you say it lived up to your expectations at the Apex tonight? I think he and I are using a little bit different scoring system uh, because <laughs> my, I, mean, my, my, I have a high, it can go as high as 9.5, but it doesn't start at anything. It starts at zero, really. Um, so I still think it was pretty good. I, I, I don't think it hit 9.5. 9.5 would be like an all-time like great fight night. Um, I'll, but I guess it's a solid 8.5 still. I think it delivered in a lot of accounts. Um, there was a couple of a couple of bummer fights, uh, but some which were still entertaining. Like I, even the Comey event, I know, look, we won't be wanting to rewatch that one anytime soon. But there was a certain level of, of intrigue and drama to it just because, you know, Chris Weidman was involved. But it, it wasn't a great fight, which is why you kind of ding, ding a few marks off the uh, potential score there. But otherwise, yeah, 8.5. I think, I think really solid. It was funny because like after the prelims were over, I was like, oh, this is this is right on track for a nine and a half. Didn't quite get there. We slowed down a little bit, but that is to be expected on some of these cards. They can't all be barn burners. They can't all be bangers like we saw in the prelims. But Jose, what did you think of the card overall tonight? Uh, It was a fight night. It wasn't the best (laughs) of the fight nights since the Apex cards. I had serious FOMO not being there. It feels weird watching a a fight card happen at the Apex of me not being backstage, but uh, it wasn't the best of all the fight cards. I'm not counting pay-per-views of all the fights of the last few months, but it wasn't the worst. I put it like right in the middle in terms of action. Uh, Some of the fight cards that even of the past had that weren't as Action Pack still had really important fights, and outside of the top two of this one and the co-main event had no title implications, just important uh, maybe for one fighter's career, maybe one for uh, breaking into the top ten. Outside of the main event, that weren't really overly super important fights in terms of future title contention. So I'd give it like right in the middle of all of them. So maybe a six and a half or seven. And I'm be, I'm I'm be, I'm just trying to be honest right there. Six and a half or seven for Jose. Eight and a half for AK. Casey, where do you sit? I give this a solid nine. It was in the small cage. I didn't pay a dime for it. It's still, it's just barely dark. What time is it? It's only 8.40 my time and, um, in, the, in, the, in the beautiful Pacific um, time zone. So, yeah, it was good. I had a good, had a good time tonight. I had a good time. I'll, I'll give it like a, a 7.8. So, like, kind of in the middle of Jose and AK. It's I, like gymnastics. It's like figure skating scores right there. We're talking about barstool sports and figure skating on a MMA post fight show. What's going on? Ooh, I'm just dye your hair pink, bro. Jeez, I, I wish. Have it. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, I'm gonna go green anything. next. I'm gonna go green next. Pink going, why? Why green? Because I like Frank Ocean, and oh. and I already had green before, and Izzy already stole pink. I thought about going jade for a long time, but I think I'm gonna go back to green. All right, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> I can. Well, already, people have already seen me with the green hair. I'm pretty sure I was at UFC 202 with green hair. Wow, I didn't. I, I don't know if I was there or not. <laughs> I'm not sure. But uh, let's talk about this main event. Derek Lewis gets it done 
that first round was like everything we hoped this fight would be. Lewis was doing well. Then he put himself in some uncomfortable situations as he normally does in his fights. He got put in this scarf hold headlock type situation, which just looked really uncomfortable to watch, but he survived it all. Came out in the second round, guns blazing and finished the fight. Jose, what did you think of the, the Black Beast performance tonight? I thought it was pretty darn fantastic. It was exactly how Derek Lewis wins fights, like you said. He gets himself into these precarious situations. Uh, we're all, we, we, we pretty much talked about this. We laid out exactly how he was going to win on the preview show. Lex Linux is going to probably get at, at some point either take his back or get on top or have some sort of dominant control on the canvas and it's going to be one of those things where people watching the fight are going to be like, well, why doesn't he just give up? Why doesn't he just stand up, this and that? And Alexi Olenek has one of the hardest squeezes I've ever seen a human being uh, put out. And he was just torquing Derek Lewis's head. I'm pretty sure if there was a watermelon there, that was going to pop. And he with not only withstood it, he, 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 wasn't, he, he was trying to get out, but he wasn't advancing. So he just took the pain for what seems like 90 seconds survives the round, and then just crushes Alexi Olenek with a flying knee into ground and pound. So, all in all, classic Derek Lewis win, and it pretty much laid out exactly as all three of us said it would on the preview show. AK, I thought Derek Lewis had some interesting things to say after the fight. You know, he said he had to go to the bathroom before he said hello to Paul Felder, which is classic Derek Lewis. But <laughs> he also said, and he's, physically he looks great. Like, he still has to cut weight to get to 265, but he looks great. Like even when he, when him and Olenek went face to face before the fight, you looked at Derek Lewis's midsection and it like, wasn't a big bulge or anything. It was like, he looks good. He looks in really good shape. The face is skinny. He's looking great, but he said, he's not going to take another fight until he drops another 15 or 20 pounds. He wants to be around 245, 250 before he gets back in there. Targets December. We talked about this a little bit before we went live that Derek Lewis has said things in the past. And then like a month later, he takes another fight. Do you believe Derek Lewis when he says that he's going to cut 15 to 20 pounds before he fights again, and we won't see him again till December. Yeah, I kind of do. I, I don't know. I, it's I, I see no reason not to believe me. I think you're right. You know, we have heard this kind of a song and dance before. Uh, Derek Lewis does a lot of interviews, all right. He he does, and he doesn't love doing them. So he does strike me as the kind of guy who sometimes he'll just say stuff. I think just to give a different answer and just to spice things up. But this seems like well thought out, and, and also like you mentioned. You could see it. You could see. You could see a physical difference. I think even at the weigh-ins yesterday, I know. I know a lot of people were remarking, like, "Man, like Derek looks 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 pretty slim. He came at two sixty-five, but he just looked a little different. So the weight isn't where he wants to be, but it does look like his body is changing. So it it would be really cool to see if in his next fight he came in at like two fifty uh, or even two forty-five. It'd be very you know it's a difficult thing to do, especially as you get older. But if he's dedicated to it, he, he certainly can. He, he he he's always saying stuff like, "Oh, this is the first time I did this. The first time I did that." So maybe this is the first time we see him uh, do like a, a really intense diet. You know who knows? So if that's the case, I, I do believe it. Um, regarding the usual post-fight uh, shenanigans, the post post-fight poopy talk. I saw some, whoa, whoa, I saw whoa some, guys, guys, this is the internet. Pardon my, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's after dark. Uh, uh, I saw some people saying on online, like, oh, it's becoming kind of cliche. Like he's just kind of doing it. It's like, it's becoming a little, uh, say the line Bart, you know, uh, from Simpsons, a little say the line Barty, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's funny. Look, he, it's a, it's, he has a bit, he has a bit now. My, my hands were ready on Twitter to transcribe whatever hilarious joke he was going to make. Um, is it, is it, is it super spontaneous now? I don't know. Maybe not, but I, I still think it's pretty funny. I think it's, it's good to have a character that's better than nothing at all. AK believes Derek Lewis, Jose. Something tells me you may not believe him. You don't believe, no, he's, you don't believe he has to poop? Well, that, but. Oh, oh, oh sorry, what are we talking about? It's 2020. Are people still pooping? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, hey, Casey. We're going to do the Q&A later, guys. Q&A later. Don't, don't ruin Come the Come on, Casey. Anywho, <laughs> no, I don't believe Derek Lewis. I think Derek Lewis will fight again before he he cuts all that weight or loses all that weight, like he says. I'm pretty sure he retired after the Marcon fight. That wasn't true. And then after he beat Alexander Volkov by epic knockout, he's like, oh, I need to take time off and get my cardio and my grappling ready. And then a month and a half later, he's fighting Dan – not even a month and a half. Like a month later, he's fighting Daniel Cormier, the main event of Madison Square Garden. Yes, money talks. Yes, it was a title fight, this and that. Uh, I think Derek Lewis will fight again before losing all that weight because like we said – He's in good shape. He just is a heavy dude, and he wants to lose weight. If he's already in, I, I think he's going to fight again. He's already in fighting shape. He's he's healthy now. His back is good, uh, so he's not 
lumbering around in there like he did against the Mark Hunts, against the Francis Ngannou's of the world. Yes, he beat Francis Ngannou, but did anyone actually win that fight besides Derek Lewis? No. So I think he'll fight again when I have no idea, but I I imagine they're going to want to try and book him against someone like Curtis Blades or maybe the winner of Overeem and Sakai. But that's still like a month away. But no, uh, yeah, Derek Lewis will fight again before losing all this weight. Yeah, I think Curtis Blades made matchmakers' lives a little bit easier. He called dibs on Derek Lewis. I think that's the fight to make. Casey, do you see anything else? I mean, Derek Lewis gets put in these wild, wacky fights more often than not. But I think that this is a, an appropriate step for both guys. Yeah, um, I think that that will most likely be the fight to make. Um, most because they haven't fought yet, and Derek Lewis has fought. I mean, of the top ten fighters, he's he's fought at least what seven of them, or I mean, he's fought a significant amount. Um, so uh, yeah, it makes sense, and it's one of those fights where if Curtis Blades beats Derek Lewis by just you know wrestling him for three rounds, it doesn't really hurt Derek Lewis's stock to be honest. So um, yeah, just let's run it, let's run it. Yeah, because you would think that that is going to get the next title shot after next Saturday. It's mm-hmm. probably going to be against Stipe, win or lose, and then you know you have Blades and Lewis fight, and then the winner can fight the winner of that fight. So I just hope, I just hope nice it's five, I just hope it's five rounds. I just I want I want I want every I want, Agreed. I just want I just want to be a main event, you know, maybe a fight night card. Oh, yeah, it have to be a fight night card, but uh, yeah, five rounds because I want is Derek Lewis a healthy Derek Derek Lewis who wants to fight a mat- more mature Derek Lewis, you know. Um, yeah, if he has to start, every fight starts on their feet and he is so dangerous. So, um, yeah. What if, what if, uh, Stipe retires? Like he, the, some people saying that Stipe, this might be Stipe's last fight too. What if they both retire and Derek Lewis fights Curtis Blades for the vacant title? <laughs> oh, you can't leave and got him. How dare you? <laughs> Just forget it, got him. Just you tell him that. I ain't no, Derek that. Lewis and Gano. I'm just. I, I know all the jokes are going to be. De- oh, Derek Lewis and Gano. But that first fight was so bad. I was just okay. But choose there, not to see. There, I know. There I, are multiple Casey, asterisks on that fight. Multiple asterisks. Casey, it's a joke. Of course, France and Gano is going to fight for the title next, regardless. So Lewis and Gano too can be for the vacant title if both of them retire. And then Curtis Blades has to wait for the winner. He'd be so mad if he got skipped mm. over for that title shot. Man, well, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> UFC. He's not in the best graces with the UFC right now. So if anyone is going to get skipped over, it's going to be Curtis Blades. He, if Augusto Sakai beats Overeem, which I don't think he will, if Augusto Sakai beats Overeem, they can fight. I don't think he's going to fight Overeem because they're their main training partners at this point. And Overeem, uh, he basically is Overeem's wrestling coach and sparring partner. So I don't think those two will fight. So if Sakai beats Blades, then maybe, or Sakai beats Overeem, then maybe. But yeah, heavyweight division. Well, we got to get past next before we can match make. Absolutely. How about Chris Weidman? Had a nice first round in the co-main event, got pieced up in the second. Looked like he might have been in some trouble heading into the third round, but he thrived on that pressure with, in my opinion, a 10-8 third round. Two judges agreed with me on that. And if there was anybody on this roster who needed a win, it was Chris Weidman. What did you think, AK? That was some show of grit in that third round, was it not? You know, any any fight that you can walk away from, Mike, is a good fight, right? Uh it is. It, it's a win. Look, I know he was critical of himself after uh, there was a lot of people as the fight was going on tweeting like, oh, this is boring. And and he's he's washed. Like, even though even if he wins, he's washed. I myself wasn't super thrilled with the fight. Like, I, I think I tweeted uh, right before the beginning of the third. I tweeted first takedown is going to win is going to win this round and win the fight. And it's exactly what happened. You know, Weidman was smart. He got in first. Um, I was a little more disappointed in Akhmedov than anything uh, for all the criticism that, that Weidman's getting. But um, I, I, man, I. I I did not like that he called immediately after was like, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back in that top tier. It, it makes sense for him. Don't get me wrong. He still has a name. He, he, there's no reason mentally why he would want to take a step back or continue fighting in that sort of 15 to 25 range. But I, I hope people talk to him and, and you know, the matchmakers can kind of get through to him that if he's ever going to get back to the top, it's, it's not now. It's just not now. I don't know what it's going to take. You know, you only get older and you only get more worn down in this game usually. Um, but I'd like to see him, you know, fight another Akhmedov level guy as unexciting as that is. And it doesn't have to be a co-main event. That's the other thing I saw people criticizing is why is this the co-main? And, and yeah, maybe maybe those days are over for now too. Maybe, maybe he needs to be bumped just a little bit down the card, get another good style matchup, and we'll see where it goes from there. But he needs to stop thinking about, oh, I'm, I'm this many fights away from Edison. Yeah, I'm this many fights away from fighting another top five guy. It's just, just he just can't worry about that right now. Here's what I'm excited about, because me and AK, we get to save our 
actual official matchmaking picks till Monday for on to the next one. But I know Jose had his thoughts for Weidman and Casey had his thoughts for Weidman. So <laughs> Jose, state your case for what's next for Chris Weidman and why. I want to see, and you know who else is on my team, the only one that matters in this whole scenario, and that is the beautiful Guilherme Cruz. He is 100% on Team Jose in this argument. And I want to see Chris Weidman versus Anderson Silva 3. We're talking about not giving him top 15 guys that are going to fight for the title anytime soon. Anderson Silva is not even ranked, but he's still one of the most famous men on the UFC roster. He has a whole country behind him. Uh, that I was at both of the, both of the first fights. Weidman won the first one fair and square. He won the second one fair and square. Anderson Silva snapped his leg in half on a checked kick, which was Weidman, which Weidman did check and snapped Anderson Silva's leg. He won fair and square, but the naysayers will say, oh, Anderson just got hurt, this and that. Let him fight a third time. I, the, neither of them are going to fight for the title anytime soon. They're both clearly past their primes. Uh, I don't want to see Weidman fight someone like Heinish or Vittori or any of these other up-and-coming prospects or Shabazzian, which I saw someone talk about on Twitter. I don't want to see him fight a prospect, and he can he can knock him off and then still be nowhere near, near or close to the title. Anderson is not fighting for the title anytime soon. I don't want to see him fight another guy like Jared Cannonier or Izzy and just see him get styled on and lose some of his mystique and legacy. Anderson Silva versus Chris Weidman. I know what Casey's going to say. His choice would be my second choice, but one of the fighters isn't even fighting at the moment, so I'm not even going to entertain that fight right now. So Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman 3, or Chris Weidman, Anderson Silva 3, whatever you want to say, I think is the fight to make. Casey? Where is Luke Rockhold? Come on, Luke Rockhold, get out. And don't do this 185 crap. Let's go do it 205. We know you're two middleweights. Don't cut the weight. Don't have to worry about that. Just stay healthy and make the fight. Let's just run it back. It was a, we still have the whole, you know, if he didn't throw the spinning kick, you know, he would have won, you know. So let's end that controversy. Let's put it as a, I don't know, it, it can it can be like a, a featured fight on a pay-per-view. You know, I don't want five rounds. I want a solid three-round fight. And let's run it back um, at 205. There's only, um, yeah, two, yeah, Rockhold, Rockhold, uh, Whiteman, two, two, at 205. And but go back to AK though. What is this Silva's um Weidman's washed? What didn't he just be a what was what was Akhmedov ranked? What was he ranked? Uh, uh 14, oh, 11. Yeah, I was talking He just here. he just beat the 11th best 185 pounder in he the did. UFC. That is a giant accomplishment. What is washed to you? Well, it wasn't me that was saying, like I said, I saw those comments on there and I'm like, I thought it was a bit, and the fight wasn't even over. This was like, I think in the <laughs> middle, this, I think it's like in the middle of the second or middle of the third that people were just, and, and while he was winning that people were like, whatever <laughs> happens, he's watched. And no, but, but I, I, I'll, I'll say, I understand where those comments are coming from. He looked slow. He looked really slow. And so he did looked Akhmedov. real slow. And so did Akhmedov in fairness. So I don't, I don't, and I didn't hear anyone saying Akhmedov was washed, but um, yeah, it, it was just, it just wasn't, I, I think compared to his prime, I think people are just trying to say like, Man, you know, the UFC is oh is just keeps pushing Weidman as his big name and keeps kind of promoting him as, you know, this is former champion who's who knows how many fights away from another big fight. And I think the criticisms are coming from like directly at that viewpoint and saying that he's just not that and he isn't that. And and that's where the pushback is. What's the wrong if he's not that? He can't be he can't be that forever, but I still think he's a legitimate middleweight threat, you know? I don't think he's gonna win the title, but he still is a if he fought Shabazi and he fought Derek Brunson, he fought any of those guys who are ranked above him. I still think it's a competitive fight. He may lose, but I still think it's going to be a competitive fight. But him walking into that cage. This is MMA, Casey. You're oh, yeah. you're either first, you're either first or you're last. Yeah, hashtag you know Otter Pops. There's no, yeah. yeah, just like, hashtag Otter Pops. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Brunson did throw Chris Weidman's name out there in a recent interview last week. Should he have won tonight? And he did. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that idea because Chris Weidman is just a big name at this point. Like he's yeah. not anywhere near a title. Like he's a big name and beating him. Like if you're just looking at rankings, like tech, like just technically Kelvin Gaslam is still ranked higher than Weidman. Derek Brunson could beat Kelvin who's on a big losing streak or Weidman who's lost like what? Five of seven, and Weidman's still going to be the bigger name. Kelvin might be ranked higher. Weidman's still the bigger name at this point. Derek Brunson just wants the big fight. So, uh, yeah, I don't blame him for calling out a guy that he would probably be favored. It's one of those fights where he would be favored over, probably will win, and it's a big name. So don't blame Derek Brunson one bit for calling him out. Uh, Twitter account MMA Roasted, uh, Adam Hunter, who I'm a big fan of, comedian, uh, tweeted out after the fight, I'm really happy for Chris Weidman. He was one loss away from a Bellator title shot. Ha, 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 ha. Well, he, was was supposed, he almost signed Bellator before he signed to the UFC all those moons ago. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was. He could have been stuck in an Eddie Oliver situation back in the Bjorn Rebney days. Listen, I, I grit, gritty third round for Wyman. I give him credit. It was, it was nice to see him get a win. Um, some news: we have our bonuses for the night. There is no fight. There is no yes. fight of the night. We have yes. four performance bonuses: Andrew Sanchez, Darren Stewart, Gavin Tucker, and Kevin Holland. All get fifty Gs tonight. Say say the first other- two again. Sanchez, Stewart, Tucker, Holland. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. There's nobody else. I mean, Darius got to finish, and he wasn't going to get a bonus. No, no, anyway. Dar- yeah, he it shouldn't have gotten to Holtzman, but whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. For anyone who didn't see, he had a great speech afterwards where he said, "Well, he missed weight, and he said I messed up. And if there's gonna, if if my finish was going to get a bonus, give that bonus money to you know give to my opponent Scott Holtzman, who I just knocked out. Uh, but we all know the UFC wasn't going to do something yeah. weird like that. So it was a nice gesture, but. Uh, I feel a little bit bad for Tim Means. Um, I'm not even. Sh- I, there were some great fights, so maybe he wasn't even the fight of the night. I should look at the card again. But he did have a great, great fight, and, and I tweeted from our account. Tim Means has somehow never won a, uh, a fight of the night award, so I thought maybe this could have been his night. But Staropoli wasn't getting a bonus because he also missed weight. So um, yeah, I guess not, not a big, not a big problem with the, with the bonuses. Yeah, wait, yeah, did did Lewis get one? Thing. I'm sorry. Oh, Lewis didn't get a bonus. In- interesting. No. Derek Lewis didn't no. get one. What? I don't get it. Uh, I mean, Derek Lewis probably got. I mean, he was the main event. He probably got some good money. They wouldn't give it to some of the other guys. I don't have a problem with either of those. If you rank all the stoppages, I would still like put. I would make Derek Lewis his fifth of those of the five stoppages. So I'm not overly concerned. It doesn't concern me. He didn't get a bonus tonight. Yeah, yeah, sixth if you add Darius to the mix because that that was a that was a KO of the year candidate right there. It's not going to win, but it was up there. I would have liked to have seen Means get the one hundred thousand dollar. You know, double double fight of the night bonus um, for his opponent missing weight, and then and then uh, I would have passed on Darren Stewart and uh, my fellow Canadian. No, no, I no, apologize. No. What uh, Gavin Tucker? You're yeah, you're, an, you're an anti-submission guy. I would have passed. On I Kevin. am. An I would have, I would have passed on Kevin Holland though. Submission. Oh. I would have passed on Holland because Darren Stewart's was awesome. Yep. Sanchez was violent. Tucker's was late. I always like third round submissions. Always gonna have a. A, a soft spot. I'm, I have a soft spot in my heart for that because it's just a grueling fight, and then you just tap him at the end. And yeah, I'd probably put Holland fourth of the of the of those four stops. And the only I, reason I, Holland, not, I'm, I wasn't a big a fan of Holland getting the 50k is because late notice guy, first time fighting, so he was a, he was probably the biggest favorite on the card, right? Okay. Now Yusuf Zalal was the biggest favorite on the oh, card. Oh, right, well, he was. Yeah. Well, that's why he's not did, getting any money. I would have definitely got a bonus <laughs> had Peter Barrett not been as tough as he was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. it, it, <laughs> if he got knocked down that first, oh, that that first spinning kick? kick, yeah, it was so close. It was beautiful. Oh, it was crazy. I will say the other thing I like about the Tucker getting a bonus is I feel like he's being rewarded not just for the finish, but like his performance overall was was really great. I know we're going to talk about some other stuff, but I will say like I think he had like almost – I think you could, you could have given him a 10-8 in the second. He was so dominant on the feet, and then he finished by submission. So I, I do like that it's a performance bonus almost not just for the finish but for everything he did in that fight. So, yeah, so definitely fair, fair bonus. Yeah, he looked great, and James dropped him in the first, almost finished the fight, yeah, and come back, and to come back like that, it was a, a lot of weathering of the storm tonight. Which oh, I, and, and, which his, I and his pants appreciate. came off, and his pants came off. I know, I know, I know, we're, I know we were going to talk about that later on be, between the links, but what, no, sorry, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was going to. That oh. might be the final question. That'll throw some people off. Spoiler. Uh, but it was it was a, it was a fun night overall. Let me just uh, just so I can have my memory. So. Uh, Nice win for Yana Kunitskaya. I mean, she did what she had to do. That was uh, probably wasn't the uh, the most satisfying fight of all time. And then Dariush was incredible. Mean Staropoli was great. Holland with a nice win. Hack Parast is a, and Munoz is such a tough guy. Uh, Sanchez with a nasty knockout. And then Tucker Yusuf Zalal just keeps getting better and better. He's the first fighter in the UFC to get three wins in 2020. Wow. And then uh, Erwin Rivera gets his first UFC win. So there you go. Pretty good night. The prelims are amazing. All the first fight was awesome. They're all really good. And then until we got to the uh, to the this fight has, I fight wish like, like this fight to me was it's like mashed in all these like really good cards. And I really like wasn't Cyril Gaines supposed to be on this card? He was before falling yeah. out. That would have been an awesome to see him throw down again. And wasn't Ke- didn't Kellen Vieira didn't she get bumped? Wasn't she supposed yep. to yeah, fight she was Yana Kunitskaya? Yeah, Stolyarenko. Stolyarenko. Uh, so she was, that was a late. So the the the, 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 the dud of a fight was a late notice. Fighter, so you know. And was it um, was it Mont- uh, Nico Montagna supposed to rematch Julia Vila on this card yeah. too? Yeah, mm-hmm. that got Damn. pushed back to September fifth. 
or something like that. It's it's, it's early. It's one of the first cards in September. Who was Cyril Gaines supposed to fight originally? Pavlovich. Sergey Pavlovich. Pavlovich. Yeah, oh yeah. my God! See, though, all those fights are so good. Like it was still a fun card, like you said. But like, imagine if all those fights were still on there. Miranda Granger was supposed to fight uh, Nadia yeah. Kassem on that card too, and then Peter Barrett's original opponent was Steve Garcia, and then Yusuf Salah stepped in on two weeks' notice once again and got a nice win. So there you go. Should we? Uh, should we go to the peeps? Ready to go to the peeps? Okay, let me. Ask I'm you. here to, to talk peeps. about everything UFC, EA Sports, UFC Four. I've been playing yes. the demo. Yeah. So if any, any video game questions, send them to yeah. Jose. I've been playing the beta for all day. All right. He is in, so he's in there. Who, who's the Bo Jackson? Like you just can't stop. Not Bo Jackson. You remember Bo Jackson Tecmo Bowl when you just you just unstoppable. Oh, uh, well, I've only been <laughs> yeah. playing lightweight right now, and I tell you, man, Habib is so hard. His like. Because normally when you hit like your opponent, like when you're fighting someone, you're obviously start on standing and like you kind of you, you keep at a distance. Nope, Habib is like right there in your face at the very beginning. And then you're just like, I have I can't do anything. Every punch I throw, he just takes me down. So Habib is unreal in this game. Is he like Mike Tyson in punch out? <clears throat> Probably. Yeah, I've only played lightweight. I played a little like the demo. When I played, I was Izzy, and I played against Whitaker, and I just didn't know the controls at all. And Izzy and Rob Whitaker just pieced me up. But once I figured the controls out, I pretty much have beaten everyone. But Habib is so hard. He can, and once he gets on top of you, I know how to get out of things. Like I just can't. He just suffocates me. I can't beat him. It's real life. Maybe just because I'm playing on hard difficulty. But I have knocked out every single opponent except for Habib. All right, Nick Bergen, what's next for Benil Dariush, Jose Young? Hmm. Alexander Hernandez, too. Run it back. That's a, that's Alexander a- Hernandez just lost to Drew Dover. Benil Dariush missed weight. Can't afford to say no to a fight. Alexander, I know you like Alexander Hernandez, and you interview him all the time, Mike Heck. Uh, I think Benil Dariush, Alexander Hernandez, too, plays out totally differently. Alexander Hernandez might win. The question is out there whether about the glove tap and this and that. Don't. I have no problem with that fight. Uh, whatsoever. Uh, I can't even think of like, I know Kevin Lee just blew his knee out. Does Makachev have a fight? I can't even think. Gregor Gillespie's there. I think, I think, I think, I think we answered it. AK, okay, you got no. a different opinion? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's terrible. Idea. Uh, I think this guy's <laughs> trying to fight. <laughs> no. No. If Alexander Hernandez was ranked in the top 10, I would agree with you, but he's not ranked in the top 10. But Neil Darius deserves a guy that's ranked in the top 10. I think. Uh, has he fought Diego Fajardo yet? I was just about to say. I don't think someone that misses weight and then knocks someone out that's not in the top 15 deserves a top 10 fighter. Ooh. Just my. All right. First time ever missing ah. weight, though. It is, it is a pandemic. <laughs> this. We are a pandemic. Let ye who is without sin. My goodness. <laughs> what is he ranked right wow. now? He's 14. 14 right now. And who is Holzman wasn't ranked? So I don't think they're moving up in the rankings whatsoever. So like, but, then how, how, but how can he move up then? Fight someone like Alexander like, Hernandez. I, keep, I think I like Alexander Hernandez. I like Drew Dober. If you want to give him Drew Dober because he just beat Alexander Hernandez, I have no problem with that. Uh, I'm not even counting Dallas Cerrone in this division. And then Gregor Gillespie doesn't. What is Gregor Gillespie 12 and Makhachev 11 or vice versa? You, if you want to give him any of those, I personally want to see the Hernandez fight run back. I, I want to see Fajeda because F the rankings. Uh, Fajeda and Darius should be a sick fight. That's all. I, that's what I want to say. I don't care what he's Friggin' rankings, well, whatever. Mike, nice. you're you're a storyline guy. You're a storyline guy. You love storylines. Darius Hernandez. That's the fight, dude. That 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 knockout that Hernandez had. Darius made that 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 just changed their careers. Like Darius was on that kind of. You were thinking of him as a title contender. Then gets knocked out by this random kid, and all of a sudden, Darius. It took we it took years for Darius to get back to where he was from that one Hernandez knockout. And now we're kind of back at the same spot. Hernandez is kind of now the guy. He's going to be the, the big underdog again. And now Darius is a favorite, you know. So he's one and he's one and two in his last three fights. I just think that's, that's a I, that's I, a I know. Yeah, he I needs just, a, that's a, that's a I, tough I fight a for Darius to take. For, yeah, I think it's a step up for yeah, Darius. That's a tough fight to take. A step back for Hernandez. Hernandez needs to fight. You know the the, the physiques of the world. Got, I mean, that's a tough fight too. But that's a those terrible, are the kinds of guys. Those are the kinds of guys you should be fighting according to like where they're ranked or where they're at in their careers. I mean, that's just my opinion. <laughs> what about Darius? Darius uh, did Darius and Dober fight before? I don't have a problem yes, with that. Yes, they have. See, and that's ranked. That, that's at least a top fifteen guy. He's ranked below Darius. Dober's on a nice run. He's in the top fifteen. Give him a ranked opponent. I'm down for that. 
run it back. The only reason back. I would want to see that fight, I think you could stick that on the Habib Gaethje card because Dober is Gaethje's main training partner. Uh, Darius and Habib are obviously both managed by Ali, so they can, and so is Gaethje, as a matter of fact. So if they want to run that, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, but I personally want to see the Hernandez fight run back again. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I just think there's better options. I'm just saying, Alex, Alexander Hernandez has won 11 of his last 14 fights. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he needs to he needs to step back. Look at the, he's had some tough comp- Darius in his first fight, which he won, and then uh, Cowboy Cerrone, Trinaldo, Dober. Like he's been fighting guys with like well, Dober was more around his experience level, but he definitely Darius, Cerrone, Trinaldo. He's been like Trinaldo too. Okay, well, I mean, there you go. I would so agree with that. Yeah, I think he just needs. I'd like to see him take just a little bit of a step back, like not too far down. But I'd like to Fazayev, who again is, is tough, but I think rankings wise is you know not up there yet. So I, I like that suggestion. Um, yeah, I, for Hernandez's sake, I think he needs to just take a little bit of a step back. What about a really uh, tough competition for him? I know a Hasperat against Hernandez. Yeah, they, yeah, that'd they, be great. That's Dober beat both of them. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. All, All right, right, what else we got? Nice. Some good, you know, oh. some options for Darius. That's a good it's thing. It's lightweight. Literally anyone in the top <laughs> yeah. five fight each other. <laughs> Uh, it could be another option I've coming just, in. Coming I've, I've been playing here. Here we go. This is what I want. Oh, sorry. Rear mode. I got 15 knockouts in a row, and I still don't have a title shot. That's <laughs> as accurate a game as you can get. <laughs> they're like, I have. I'm 14 and 0 with 14 knockouts, and they're like, you're gonna fight number three ranked Kevin Lee now. And I was like, no. <laughs> Dude, how, how many Instagram followers you got in the game? No, uh, I got a lot of Twitter followers though. And right. Edson Barbosa and me were talking all kinds of greasiness. Uh, Edson. <laughs> Speaking of Alexander Hernandez, was my first fight in the UFC. He's like, this guy's a scrub from the WFA, and I cooked him alive. So Michael Chandler goes to the UFC. We talked about this. <laughs> I'm going to read the question because we talked about this on the A-side at length. If Michael Chandler goes to the UFC, who should be his first fight? Casey, Guillermo, and I all agree Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira needs wow. a top five guy. He has no – but like the top five at lightweight, Hooker – what is it? Hooker, McGregor, Ferguson, Poirier, Gaethje, Habib. Like those are the top. Two of them are going to fight. Two of them should fight. Connor is an is an anomaly. I think Hooker's going to take some time off. Uh, plus, he's all the way on the other side of the world. If they want to do Hooker Chandler, I love it. But Charles Oliveira is sixth. I think Chandler Oliveira Oliveira needs the top five guy. I think Ch- I consider Chandler a top five lightweight at this point. Uh, I like that fight though. I like Paul Felder. I was going to Felder. I don't have I don't have I an like, issue with Felder yeah. either. But, but this like is safe. It's lightweight. He can fight anyone. It would be good. <laughs> Benil Darius versus yeah, Michael Chandler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't want to uh-huh. see it, but like, oh, I'll see that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think Felder would be a more exciting fight, but I think at this point, I'm more thinking of Charles Oliveira. Like, who's who do you give Charles Oliveira? Because he can't find anyone in the top five. Like, he already lost to Felder, and Felder's quote unquote retired. He keeps unretiring and retiring all the time. I'm thinking like Charles Oliveira deserves a fight like Michael Chandler. He can't fight Dan Hooker. He could. I actually like the hooker fight more. I do. I'm just saying, like, I don't have. It's those three. One of those three can Agreed. fight, and the other, fight the other one. I don't really care. I personally want to see. Because remember when Chandler uh, won the title in Hawaii? He's like, I'm the guy that could beat Habib. I can beat Habib. Give him a good grappler right out of the gate, then to prove his point. So, like when when Gaethje came in, he fought Michael Johnson right off the bat. Yeah. Who would be like? Would they give him? Someone oh. like a Michael. I mean, he wouldn't fight Michael Johnson because Michael Johnson's sure. like way down there now. Uh, but is there someone like like a Michael Johnson like at fifty five right now that you could test him with? That's like that's like really good and it would be a good stiff test for him. I like mean, in honestly, the top fifteen, maybe. It's honestly, Hook, Oliveira, Felder. It's well, well no. If you're going outside the top ten, but staying in the top fifteen, I've some we were just talking about Dariush would be that would be like a Michael Johnson uh, equivalent. I don't hate. I mean, I don't hate. I don't want to see options. that. But 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 you're at like you made me think about like well, yeah, who would be the Michael Johnson right now of lightweight for a new guy like Chandler to come in, someone who's respected with a name but not not in the top ten. I'm like, yeah, what about I? What about Ali yeah, Isn't I Isn't that, that would be really good? That'd be fun. That I'm just thinking. Good. I like I'll I'll see Chandler fighting everyone, but I'm mm-hmm. I view it as I'm matchmaking this fight for Oliver because he deserves a big name yeah. at this point. Like what else? He has the most submission wins. He's like 28. If that, like, who's he going to fight? He deserves top five. So hooker or Chandler, I don't care. And the other one can fight Felder. How much would it suck for Oliveira? If uh, Chandler took his spot though, that would suck. 
That would suck if it, it would. Yeah, it would suck it's if he lost anyone. Get that would be real bad. <laughs> it's not if he lost anyone, but but to have the, the the Bellator guy come over and lose that way, man, that he that would be rough for him. Unless they just want to do a Cowboy Alvarez part two and just give Cowboy Chandler right out of the gate, I wouldn't hate that either. Yeah, I think the key word in this question is if, because he's got a lot of options right now. He could Bell. I have a feeling Bellator is going to throw a lot of money at him. Yep. And then, you know, maybe the UFC matches depends what he weighs more. Is it money? Is it competition? You know, one's probably going to throw some money at him to try to book that third fight with Eddie Alvarez. So, I mean, there's I lots of options for Michael Chandler right I now. I didn't even think about that. Well, we're getting lots of Chandler questions. I got to kind of. Fight. I figured this is coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lot, yeah, a lot of Chandler questions. A lot, sure. of, a lot of questions about Derek Lewis's bowel movements. Oh, think of <laughs> what if. Um, what if Anthony Pettis drops back down a lightweight? He's like mm-hmm. a, at this point, he's a Michael Johnson, like a huge. Yeah, like a, that's a, yeah. They would that, love like that. A really good. Like I'm pretty sure they were champs simul at the same points. At one point, they were both champions at the same time. I sure. really like that fight a lot. I actually think that's like the favorite out of all of them. If he yeah. if he does drop to 55, and he said he does want to drop back down, so I have I like that might be the just favorite. Beat Cowboy, I like Pettis Chandler a lot because at this point they're both in that age group where they're not in their prime yet, but still going to put on great fights. So I like Chandler Pettis. You I know, like we're talking we're talking about guys going back down to 155. Nate Diaz, let's go. <laughs> Nate Diaz, yep. I threw it out there. I did it. I did it. No, it's out there. It's out there. It's a, He's I gonna fight. I just what? did it. Vicente well, Luque already called him out. He's got to fight Vicente Luque first. No, that's not going to happen. We all know that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, you, Plus, you, Chandler you, gets anybody is is fun, but Pettis, yeah. I, I like the Pettis yeah. idea. I think that's perfect, actually. Yeah, Pettis, yeah. That will be good. Um, uh, we answered this before, but let's just go over it one more time quickly. Would you like to see a trilogy bout between Weidman and Silva? Yes, yeah, sign me up. I'm in. I'm in. Five it's rounds. Just, it just makes so much sense for, for it just makes so much sense for both guys honestly at this stage of their careers um Weidman for, for, for I think somewhat unjustly has has sort of worn this weird uh, fluke talk over his first two wins you know the first fight oh Anderson Silva was playing around too much which so he doesn't annoying. which he did in every fight by the way he ever won as a champion and no one said anything then and then the second fight oh he broke his leg as if again it wasn't because <laughs> as if it wasn't because of Weidman's like perfectly timed like checked kick that that had to do with right. that. So so Weidman rightfully won both fights, but you know obviously a lot of huge Anderson Silva fans out there. I know they don't want to accept that. Um, but yeah, at this point in their stage careers, they're both a little bit older. Both have had mixed results, to put it kindly, over the last like five years. So uh, yeah, I mean I'm all in on that. Let's let's have these, you know, not quite legends fights, but these special attraction fights. Just go for it. And That's- Brazil Brazil hates Chris Weidman mm-hmm. after beating after running through Belfort, Machida, Anderson twice. So like. Just let's let him do it. Stack that stack a fight island car with a bunch of Brazilians versus a bunch of like fill in the blanks. And then Weidman Anderson can be the co-main event. I don't hate it. Yeah, I like that idea. I, I like the Rockhold idea as well. I just I just don't want to see like Weidman versus like a Marvin Vittori or something like that. Yeah, I do not yeah, want, I to, don't want to knock off uh, like an up and coming contender. Or Unless just get, the I mean, only Tori's one on a tear right now. Who's the only one? Like in the top fifteen, the only one. If if Weidman insists on fighting someone in the top fifteen, who's the only like Brad Tavares? Brad Tavares, the yeah. only one. <laughs> like what's he ranks? Twelve or thirteen, something like that. I think is he's he the, still um, ranked. Twelve. Yeah, I gotta take a look. He'd be the Number only 12. one, I think, because he's not. He's him and Weidman are pretty much in that same category right there. Maybe Ian Heinish. I don't know, but yeah, I think I think you do Silva or you do Rockhold. You just. Give them fights with guys with names and and sell it for what it is. I'm, I'm, I think both those are good ideas. And Antonio Carlos Jr. Shoe face? Uh, no, there, no. I don't want to see shoe face. Too much for him. No belief in Weidman. Wow. <laughs> After a win, Casey, he won tonight. He won. I just want to. I just want to see the Anderson Silva fight. That's. I don't. I think yeah. shoe face is a great fighter. I just literally want to see the Anderson Silva fight. Yeah. Oh, that's my. Cut. But why? 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 Why do you want to see Weidman fight Silva three? What What do you want to see in that fight other than it gives a nice paycheck for both guys? Because it's a fun fight, and I think both of them deserve fun fights that make them a lot of money and get a lot of eyeballs on them. Just. But really, okay. I think it benefits both guys. If, if if Chris Weidman goes out there and fights Marvin Vittori, that does nothing for Chris Weidman outside of beating someone ranked that's going to be ranked below him and getting another paycheck. If Marvin Vittori beats him, that's a big thing for Marvin Vittori. If he be, if Chris Weidman beats Anderson Silva, that's a win over a bigger name, probably more money on a bigger stage. I think that's the fight 
that makes the most sense for Weidman. And then Anderson Silva needs a guy, and they're not going to give him anyone in the top 15, uh, especially up-and-coming contenders. And the only one in the top 15 I would want to see Anderson Silva fight outside of Weidman would probably be Gastelum because they were booked already in that China card before uh, Anderson Silva pulled out and Bisping filled in. Uh, I remember one, and I, that was like a, two weeks after Bisping lost to GSP. Um, that would be the only other fighter in the top 10 of top 15. I would want to see Anderson fight next. So, uh, but Anderson is insistent on fighting again. I think Weidman's a good fight. He wants to fight Anthony Pettis, which is, yeah, uh, he also wants to fight Conor McGregor. Which I still like more, which I still like the most of all of them. Actually, I still like, that's just a freak show fight. I like, I actually like, why not? I don't want to see Weidman versus Darren Till or anything like that. Like, well, like a Matt, what if I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. I'd watch that. So would I, but Darren Till is like blew his knee out. It's gonna be out for like eleven months. Oh, fair but, point. Casey, why don't? What if they booked Anderson Silva versus Luke Rockhold? I wouldn't hate that fight either. Like they never fought. They were both champions simultaneously at one point in their careers. So make that fight, and then you can give Weidman someone in the top fifteen if if Rockhold comes out. Of do you want, do you want me to be the buzzkill here and and tell you? I, I, Mike, I may have to spoil on. Or should I save for onto the next one? <laughs> but I, I, I want to be the buzzkill here. Buzz You're still gonna listen. Now. Here's a, here's here's here, you're right. Here's a sex, and we'll I'll elaborate more on this if I go with this pick. Here's a sexy pick for you, Chris Weidman, Christoph Jotko. Choke on that. <laughs> yeah. Choke on it. Dude, you know, you sexy, just sold a million pay per views of that one. I'm just, I, I'm saying, I want him to take a step back. So if not, if he doesn't get a cool fight like Anderson Silva, and uh, they're like, and they're like, oh, let's match him up with someone close to him in the rankings, and it's like, I, Christoph Jocko. I also don't hate uh, if if Uriah Hall loses to Romero if they do a rematch between Weidman and Hall because they fought on the regional scene up in New York. Uh, I wouldn't hate that fight either. Now that they're both in the UFC. It's true. He beat him. It's true. He, he beat you right. I was going to say like, like Vila and Nico Montano is a rematch and that mm-hmm. still makes sense. So mm-hmm. I like, I like seeing rematches in the UFC that happened on regional fight. I really like those kind of those matchups a lot. So I wouldn't hate that either. But I, as Jose Young's the MMA fan wants to see the rubber match between Weidman and Silva. Is it really a rubber match though? It's a third fight. It's not a rubber <laughs> match. It's a fight. It <laughs> it's a fight. <laughs> Well, we we put the fights in order. No, it's not a rubber match. But if Anderson Silva wins, and you imagine that was the second fight, yeah, it's a you know. <laughs> All right, we can we, we can try to will it into That's existence. The number one rule in MMA, Mike. Don't make sense. Don't make sense. <laughs> Don't make sense. You know, but right. if I was a guy like Jocko or or Marvin Vittori, I would be like renting a plane and putting banners in the sky, going "Fight me, Weidman," because <laughs> who's beat Weidman? The guys who beat Weidman are. Elite, elite guys. So best of the best. Best of the best. The Jacques Romero's. You know those guys who beat Weidman, the Musasis. So yeah, if I'm a Jaco um, uh, Vittori type, uh, Ian Heinish, yeah, you you go to you go to South Carolina, you find out where his new home is, and you challenge him. Because that's the only <laughs> way. That's the only way the UFC will get behind you. You got to beat that name. So yeah. I mean, he's got more options than maybe we thought. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> look, 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 look what we're, now we're like, look what we're, we're, doing. We're, yeah, look what we're doing. It's the White, Chris Wyman post fight show. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got? <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Marvin. Marvin versus Wyman is perfect. Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, I'd watch it. <laughs> I don't want to see Einish fight Marvin Vittori. They're like, yeah. what? 14 they're both actual contenders yeah 13, that, kind, 14, of stu- that yeah. kind of stuff makes more sense i don't want to see chris wyman fight marvin vittori but you know how the ufc works if one guy outside of the rankings beats the number 11 guy guess who's the number 11 guy we just jump right up there so wyman becomes a top 11 guy more than likely come tuesday morning uh do you want to take some questions um uh, future fights why not all right we got 252 coming up on saturday we got like no, no, 15 minutes far ahead. no Oh, Prediction, predictions on Garbrandt and Figueiredo. I'm hoping it's not another TJ Henry situation, but it's hard not to think that because Cody's chin hasn't held up in the past, let alone cutting another 10 pounds. This is kind of a tough one for me to answer because November is a long yeah. way away. And I just, it's one of those fights where I'm like, yeah, I see it announced. Yeah, you know, it's reported and Dana White's told Barakamoto and stuff. But like until we get there, until it's like Halloween and both of these guys are still healthy and ready to go, I'm just not sold or bought into it yet. But let's just say for this for the sake of the question, AK, what do you think? Garbrandt, Figueiredo, both guys are healthy. Garbrandt can make 125, no problem. All things are well. 
How do you see this thing playing out? Uh, sorry, Sandy fam. I think it absolutely is another TJ Henry situation because the thing to remember about uh, uh, Dillashaw Cejudo is Cejudo didn't really have the reputation of being kind of like this quick strike knockout artist, but uh, you know, but he, you know, he certainly was rapidly improving and had had power that people didn't know about. Uh, Figueredo is a quick strike knockout artist. Everyone knows how deadly this guy's hands are. He's he's insanely powerful for for a 125er. So I, I I don't think it takes much for him to catch Cody's chin and put him down. So uh, obviously I, I'm leaning towards the champ here. Uh, I'm not saying it's a it's a it's not a you know reasonable matchup on paper, but I I do think it would end in a first or second round knockout. And I think Figueredo I think he's been a champion for a while. He's he's really really good, and I think he's exactly the kind of guy that. Honestly, I would keep Garbrandt away from if I was trying to preserve it, that chin. But they want the name value. They want to save the flyweight division again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I guess that's how it's going to go. But I, I would go figure it out by knockout. I'm leaning Davison as well. Um, but that's just where I am on August 8th. When we're still three months away from this <laughs> thing. Jose, what do you think? I can't even look past like two <laughs> weeks because like you talk about – that's all the way in November, this and that. It's all the way in November in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic. Remember when Gilbert Burns was supposed to fight Kamaru Usman? Remember when that fight happened? I don't because one of them got COVID. So, yeah, I'm not even going to think about a fight in November, with especially with two fighters. One fighter's not even fought in that weight class. One fighter has missed weight before a million times, and they're in a pandemic. Ask me on Halloween, and I'll give you an answer. All right, fair enough. Look, that fight is going to happen. Uh, Korean Zombie is going to fight Brian Ortega. Mm-hmm. Uh, Habib Nurmagomedov will someday fight Tony Ferguson. These things will and and happen. forgot that Johnny Walker and Nikita Krylov was going to end in a knockout. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Walker and Nikita Krylov is going to end in a knockout. Derek Lewis, Francis Ngannou two will be a classic fighting for the vacant heavyweight title. I have decreed all these things will happen, and uh, so it shall be. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Corey Anderson signing? Is Bellator's yeah. light heavyweight division better than the UFC's light heavyweight division? No, better, strong, but J- getting close. John Jones is still in. Is John, I mean, John Jones is still the UFC light heavyweight champion. Yeah. So until that is no longer, I Bellator's light the, heavyweight division cannot be better. I think the addition, if you're looking at the two most recent additions to the divisions. I still would put the addition of Jerry Prohaska a notch oh, yeah. above yeah. Corey Anderson. So if we're just going off of that, like those were the two big names that changed promotions. I think Yuri would beat Corey Anderson, but like again, Corey Anderson is one of those weird fights that can beat everyone or just gets knocked out dead uh, at this point. I think who's the top? Oh, is it Jones, Reyes, Santos, Blahovich, Glover? I mean, Glover. They, they got a lot, a lot of younger talent like uh, Rakic, you know. Like Ryan Bader, like Bader might be the second best light heavyweight in the world. We don't know. Not yeah. abs- like, like I think I don't think he beats Jones, but like I he I could easily see Ryan Bader beat Dominic Reyes. I could easily see him beat Santos, Jan, like beat him. Like he was winning that fight again. I know that fight against Glover was quick, but he looked awesome until he just got clipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I I would still say Jones. I'm Jones. It is Jones's division. I would still say the UFC is better, but I like. Corey Anderson should fight the winner of uh, who's Bader fighting? Uh, Nemkov. Nemkov. That's it. Nemkov, he yeah. should fight the winner, but he'll probably get like half, who, what, Carvalho, Carvalho or something like that. Like something <laughs> maybe. Uh, he'll fight the winner. There's no he doubt. He should. He'll fight the winner. He hundred percent should. But like I thought, Sergio Pettis probably could have got a bantamweight title shot right out of the gate. Well, I guess Pitbull's kind of no Pitbull's thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah, there's no, ch- there's no champion right now. Yeah, there's no champ. Yeah, Sergio Pettis could fought for the title right away, but they're giving him a few. Well, I mean, uh, well, they got Archuleta and Mix. Yeah, those Archuleta two guys mix, are, yeah. are the two top guys. God, so. Mix Pettis would be so fun. I know. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the signing alone, I think it's perfect for everybody. I think it's a yeah. perfect signing for Bellator, perfect for Corey Anderson. It's perfect for the UFC. I think everybody wins in the situation, and Corey Anderson's in a position where. Especially if Ryan Bader wins. I mean, Bellator is going to sell the crap out of that thing. Bader versus Corey Anderson. We got him on our roster now, baby. Mike Goldberg will go bananas because he loves taking those little dibs, those little shots at the UFC during these broadcasts. So and I like the gonna, signing. And then it's going to be a Phil Davis, Ryan Bader three. <laughs> oh, uh, I just want to like categorically look at the top five. So the top five lead heavyweights in Bellator would probably be, of course, Bader, Nemkov, uh, now Corey Anderson, Phil Davis, and Liam McGeary, I suppose. 
I guess that's Car- Car- I know Carvalho is still technically a middleweight, but he fought. Sure, I have it a few times. Sure, okay, so you can throw him in there, but then it's, it's a big, it's a big drop off. After and Musasi, he'll go to two throw five Gengard too. up there too. Yeah, don't forget and Machida, and Machida. Yeah, Machida. Well, until Musasi goes up there, I don't know if we can do that. But Machida, sure. Machida's uh, fighting Davis, right? September oh, the re- yes, the rematch. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and then uh, UFC, like we mentioned, Jones Reyes to share Smith. Uh, I, I oh Tiago Santos, and then after that, it's not quite as big a drop off because then you have Verhashka, Uzdemir, Rakic, um, Blachowicz, Nikita Krylov, Johnny Walker. There's a lot of like so just the depth for even I think the top five is a little better, especially with Jones, and then the depth is just way better in the UFC. So, but it, it's a great great addition uh, to Bellator's light heavyweight division for sure. So Bader gets to defend against Nemkov. Then he has to he'll probably have to defend the heavyweight title against Timothy Johnson after that <laughs> no, one last they'll night. Run it. Yeah. They'll probably book him against Congo just because their last fight was all goofy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, uh, uh can I pull a question, uh, Truck? Can I pull a question? Yeah, what where, where, you have a screenshot from, send me? Where, uh, where, where do you got? No, it? I don't. I I'll, you just, I just have to read it off. All right, from, go. Wax this one. Uh Lorita versus Shevchenko dance off. Let me let me tell you. I just want Okay, okay, hey. Look, uh-huh. look, look what I had queued up. Look what I had queued okay, up. Okay, okay. Wow, look at that. I was ready. I'm, I was Jesse ready. Enigma on the same page as us. Uh, look, that, that Lerated, I, by the way, I I, uh, I don't. I think I tweeted, I forgot about Shevchenko's post-fight dances. Shevchenko's post-fight dances are freaking amazing. Um, and the other, the other, my other favorite ones, I think, were the, the Ryan Jimmo robot, RIP Ryan Jimmo. And then that time, I don't know if anyone remembers this, uh, Sergio Moraes, uh, Serginho, he, he was doing this trendy, I think, Brazilian dance that was going like viral in Brazil all the time. I think Guillermo had to explain to me where like he just, he went up, he like balanced on his like neck and then did like, he like stuck his ass in the air and was just like shaking it around back. And I don't know how there was not a gif of this, but anyway, so that was like the third best dance. I think Laredo was the new number one. Like that was like the best post-fight dance I've seen. And I know people are like, oh, because you know Laredo's an attractive woman. And he was like, no, no, no. Technically speaking, I've seen a lot of people try and dance afterwards. Shout out to Cohea, God bless her. Uh, Laredo's dance was like really sharp and on point. It, it was so on point that it felt out of place in an MMA case. Like it was that was some that was some solid solid dancing. So I really just want an excuse to talk about Laredo's dance and like and by the way, it came after an awesome knockout. So you do an awesome knockout. And then you get a sick dance. Well, you are you are you are the star of the weekend. How is Jordan Levitt not in this question? Because he had a great dance on Tuesday night too. It was like, are we just talking about best dances or best dances of the week? Post best specific <laughs> just pre fight pre fight Adison. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, he did the Shaku Shaku in no. Madison Square Garden. I don't know how anything tops that pre fight before the Whitaker fight. Oh. All right, we're talking well, Laredo he, versus Shevchenko. Yeah. Shevchenko. It's still, I still think it's Valentina. I still yeah. think Valentina takes it because that's like. Her heritage, like sure. in there, I'd still put it like Valerie Lorraine is great. I think she's awesome. I'd still put Valentina above her in every category, including dance. Both of those dances between the two of them, they came from two totally different places. Yeah, like yeah Valentina, 100%. when she danced, it was like happy go lucky, the world is great. Lorraine's dance, that was like full on anger and an <laughs> F you to everybody that doubted aggressive. her. It was aggressive, it was an aggressive that, booty shake. That made me like. <laughs> Like that made me like, that was, that was shaking with intent. Yeah, that wow. was, that, that was, she had that look in her face. Like, ha, I see y'all judging me. Judge me now. I just knocked this girl out. <laughs> she's becoming like, and, and even in the post-fight scrum, she's got a, she's got a little bit of that Mazadal in her right now. She's starting to say, you know, super necessary and things like that. She's extremely uh, necessary. She bumped it up a little bit. Yeah. See, she's coming from a different place right now. I think that was I think that's exactly where Valerie Lorena needed. She needed to go out there, have her performance, do something devastating, talk a little smack afterwards. She's in a really good spot. She's probably one of the in terms of like stocks rising, hers rose pretty good this weekend. You know, if we're talking about like everybody's stock overall, I'd say Lorena's stock probably like top five of the weekend, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. I think got a lot of new supporters, a lot of new haters. And you know what? When you're a fighter, it's almost the same. It's all good, right? So, uh, good. yeah, I think that that was huge. That performance was really big. And I saw some people on Twitter saying, like, when's Lorraine going to fight somebody like with a with a legit record? She's three and zero. Like, she's <laughs> just getting started. These are the like this is what Bellator does very well. Okay, now when she gets like seven and zero, eight and zero, and she gets to that MVP territory when she's finished like eight people in a row. Yeah. I think they do. I think Bellator has proven that. I think they do it a little too long. Yeah. Like I don't think MVP I think MVP should be fighting the top of the top 
every fight. Like, yeah, he needs showcase fights. I get it, and I like them, and they're great, and he gets all his fighting knockouts. But, like, I want to see Lima MVP. I want to see Larkin MVP. Wait. I want to see – go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, but I thought they did. I, I mean, they, they, had, they, had, they, had the, they had the tournament. They had the tournament. He, yeah, he, and then he lost and went back to fighting no, like people that had bad records again. Like, they're still – like, Hamasi versus MVP, I'll watch that. Like I want to see all those fights. I don't want to see MVP fight. Like once Loretta gets like seven zero, eight zero, give her a huge bump. Don't just keep doing. Like Gallagher should be fighting Pettis. Like those are fights I want to see. Like Gallagher has a legit record. Pettis has a legit record. They both have big names. Make like Derek Brunson said it best. If you're good enough, you're gonna fight. Stop building these guys up because the built like MVP loses. That fall was massive. That fall was massive in the eyes of the fans because of how much he looked great and then crashed after he fought Lima. Ooh. But like we all saw the fight, MVP looked amazing. Yeah. We know he can stay in there with Lima. So I don't. I, I, I agree with you, Mike. Bellator does it. Bellator does one of two things: they build them up for too long, or then all of a sudden you're Aaron Pico and you're fighting like legit guys at like two and zero oh and get starts. And all of a sudden you're on a three fight, two fight losing streak, and everyone thinks you're terrible. So find a happy medium. His first fight was against Zach Freeman. I know. It's on, in Madison Square Garden. Like, come on, man. On the main card. Like, give him the Valerie Lurieta treatment. So MVP, MVP went from Paul Daly, that fight, which, like, everybody was so excited about. That, and, like, that, that's, it was, not, that's not remember that fight. Yeah. That <laughs> so, it happened. Then, <laughs> fight. then he went to Richard Keeley, which props to Richard Keeley. He sold that fight pretty he well. Yeah, he yeah. made people want to watch it, even though we knew it was going to happen. Then he was supposed to fight Derek Anderson, but Anderson got hurt, so he fought Gianni Malilio. Uh-huh. And then he <laughs> fought in Japan against Shinzo Enzai yes. at Bellator 237, and that was just a destruction for five minutes and 20 right. so seconds. He, he, got, he got the showcase fights. Now give him like give him Hamasi. Give him yeah. like, someone. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I love I, I like Lareda. Give her a few more and then a big bump up. Yeah. Yeah. Like at least twenty five fun more. in Bellator right now. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of fun fights for her. Like once she gets over that hump, you know, with the Alejandra Lara's of the world, and you know, if they get Paige, that's a big one that you can book down the road. Even though they're managed by the same team, but you know, just build her up slowly. She's still very green, but she's still fun to watch at the same time. Oh my God, Paige versus Lareda. Oh, <laughs> a lot of- you guys are weird. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, just from. Okay, for the clicks. You know what you're saying, Casey. I'm still going to say you're weird. Uh, You know, we're supposed supposed to stop at 45 minutes. We're almost at an hour. So uh, We'll we'll do one more. We'll do one more. One more. One more. I was looking at the clock. I was like, we got like seven minutes. (laughs) Valley versus Paige. That's it. (laughs) Not yet. Don't do it yet. Uh, Scott Coker's salivating right now at at the the thought of that. Like, oh, my gosh. That's weird. Do you think we'll see Paige Van Zandt announced for Bellator before they leave Mohegan? I don't even no know how idea. that works. No with idea. With like her contract and stuff. That That's keep. a good question. Do you guys think she'll sign? Uh, well, for one thing, do we? Are, I think she'll continue fighting. Do you guys yeah. think she'll sign with a uh, a long term contract with a promotion by the end of the year? Yes. yes. Yeah. I think yeah. it'll be Bellator. Mm-hmm. I know there's talks. I know people are throwing out bare knuckle and stuff. I can, I know for a fact that bare knuckle has approached her. Um, and they're probably gonna throw some, some good money at her. I just have a hard time believing she doesn't go to Bellator. Like Coker's yeah. going to roll out the right. It makes so much her. sense. Her husband fights there and yep. you can do so much with Paige. You can put her at the desk. You could put her in the broadcast booth. You could do so many different things with her besides just fighting. She can do a lot more and make a lot more money with Bellator. But All right. final question. Last one. Right. Would you be satisfied if we get a do- double retirement next week? Uh, satisfied is not, not the right the word. Right word. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be happy. I mean, I mean, I would be happy for them if that they both want to call it a career. They both have – they're the two greatest heavyweights ever in the UFC, I think, uh, or a top five at least. Um, I, I, I don't think the satisfied is the correct word I would use. Yeah. Um, Stipe spoke with – the great James Lynch last week. And he said that he's definitely not retiring after this fight, no matter what happens. 
But again, these are words in an interview. We don't know what's going to happen on Saturday night. Like if DC goes out there and just starches Stipe in the first two minutes, you know, maybe he rethinks things. But Stipe looks pretty good right now. He's got that like thin face going on. He looks in pretty good shape. I think he's going to be ready for this fight. I'm really excited for this one. And he needs to keep his hair. Oh, my God. I he's like one of those, like, he has that Dustin Poirier syndrome where once he grows his hair, I'm like, why did you ever cut your hair short like that? And why does he not have a mustache? Remember when he had the mustache? The man was yeah. beautiful. He was a beautiful man. Stipe, he's, hair he's out, mustache. With uh, I would definitely not be satisfied by double retirement. Uh, Cormier, for sure. He's been talking about it forever. You know, happy trails to you. You've put in a lot of work at light heavyweight, heavyweight. Rest, his wrestling career. It's time. It's time for him to lay down the gloves, win or lose. Miocic, no man, that would suck. That would suck if Miocic. Okay, I, I, and by the way, when I suck, I mean for us as fans, for fighters, of course. You know, anytime they they feel comfortable walking away, if they can afford to do it, I'm all for it. I absolutely encourage it. Um, but uh, as a fan, no, it would suck. I think there's still good matchups for Miocic. Um, again, even should he lose, I think he can easily fight his way back to another title shot. As heavyweight, it's not super deep, but um. Yeah, you know, it's 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 and because it's not deep, that's why to lose a talent like him uh, right now when he's still, I think, very much in his his heavyweight prime uh, would be really unfortunate. I think there's a lot of good fights for him and uh, UFC would hate that. So, no, I would not be satisfied. Would I'd be upset. I'd be genuinely upset if Stipe Miocic retired. I'd be a little upset if he did it next Saturday, if <laughs> we're being honest. It's like, say, like I go to a wedding and like this beautiful couple is getting married and then I propose to the girl I went with the wedding with at their wedding. Like I'm stealing the thunder from them. <laughs> like DC is retiring win, lose, or draw on next Saturday. Like I, I he said uh -huh. it a million times. This is his last hurrah. This is it. If he does it like right after DC does it and like kind of steals that shine from him, like if you're gonna do it, like wait a day, go on, go, you know, come on, what the heck and do it. And I mean that would be great ratings for all of us. But. Yeah, don't do it next Saturday, and I don't think he will. So I think he's getting a title. I think he will fight Francis Ngannou for the title, whether he wins or loses next Saturday night. So I don't think he retires, but I will be kind of upset if he does. You know, just at that moment with this whole buildup, it's DC's last fight. Like, this is what it's all about. It's like, this isn't Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 3. Like, DC's done. He ain't coming back. He's not coming back. He'll be back in the broadcast booth, but he's not coming back to fight again. Casey, you look like you don't buy it. You think he comes back? You think they roll out the Brinks truck and, and get him back in there one more time? If DC, if, if if the trilogy goes like the first fight, DC is going to take one more fight. John Jones. <laughs> just saying, just saying. The, the, Do you, I, there's too much money. There's not too much money there, and we're in a pandemic. Those guys need it. You no. Know. <laughs> but John Jones doesn't seem to have any interest in fighting right now. Is that going to get him out of bed? I mean, unless they pay him like an exuberant amount of money. Oh, for John Jones, it does not make a lot of sense. No, no, no. It's, yeah, he has to get paid because in his mind, he's beaten Cormier twice. I, yeah, it's not. It's I want to see John sense. Jones and Ngannou versus, versus a third fight against DC. Yes. Now we're talking. Now we're looking towards, now we're marching towards the future, Jose, <laughs> the way we should. <laughs> All right, Cormier, you got to wait another year. You got to wait another year for the situation to sort yeah. itself out. Daniel Cormier can only yes. fight in the months of July and August. Yeah, that's right. And then you fight, <laughs> year. And then you fight DC, either Jones or, or Nganu for your last fight. Then, then you are done. Then no more. DC could do so much right now. Like he he's had, he's he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time, no matter what happens oh. next Saturday. Top five ever. I mean, yeah. what else could he do? He could he could host. A morning talk show, easily nationally syndicated he become, show. He would be a phenomenal WWE commentator. It's not like they're traveling all over the place. There you go. See, but right now uh -oh. you're saying DC is go it can be one of the best ever. If he wins next Saturday, he is only one fight away from being the best ever. Yeah, but see, the, now you're but on the see, slippery the slope thing. here. Here's this, exactly, because if he beats John, right we all know he lost to John Jones in the rematch, but like uh, officially no, no, on. No, 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 no. I look, I look, I'm, I'm looking Casey, on Fight Finder. I'm looking on Fight Finder. It says big, no, no contest. Mike, we need to get an interrupt button for Casey for next time. I understand it's a it's on no contest. So <laughs> if he beats John Jones, he's 1-1-1, one, one, and one, then they're going to have to fight a fourth time. And I don't want to see that either. Yeah, it's so, it's. Just let the Daniel, man retire for Daniel, God's sake. Go, go spend time with your kids. Go coach wrestling. That is yes. much more important than fist fighting in an empty arena. Yes. 
Uh, is that is that the money signal? <laughs> right, I wasn't sure what you were doing. I thought you were gonna get all Sopranos on us the no. way you were. <laughs> I wasn't sure. And with that, he just ends it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. All right, I think we're done. Yeah, we're done. Do we have any more like unbelievable questions here? Which uh, they all are, I'm sure. But I just want to say. I just want to say, because I feel like we didn't talk about this enough, either on the preview show or tonight. Uh, Kevin Holland, Joaquin Buckley was a wildly entertaining fight. Yeah. Um, Buckley, God bless him, did exactly what I think newcomers should do. He, he came in with the reputation of being a, a knockout artist. And he, he just rushed at Holland. It was just throwing like a hundred punches. And and he's like a big guy who like he, he don't use a lot of energy. And I thought there's no way he'd keep this pace. He actually kind of did through at least the first 10 minutes and he was just fa- facing a, a, a i think a better prepared uh a better fighter in, in holland tonight but man i can't wait to see buckley fight again and, and by the way this is not to say he looks better than holland holland looked fantastic um and his two knockdowns came off just off these pinpoint just like almost anderson silva like like bops just straight quick straight rights um do that again but, uh, alex Buck- do that again i was like look this is uh there. people put on your 3d glasses because bop right at you. <laughs> um it's like it's like it's like when you go to the movies to so the 3D movie and there's like a branch in the way. It's like oh, it's 3D. Um, but uh, uh, Holland looked great, but Buckley looked like so much fun. And uh, I don't know what the future is for him, but boy, he could be a great action fighter. Those sure. those hands are just are just insane. Uh, so anyone who saw him in LFA saw some of his knockouts and saw tonight like Holland was was on point to avoid those shots because he was slipping slipping those shots beautifully. But Buckley was fun. That was a really really fun. W- fight. Was there a flying hammer fist in that fight? Probably there was a lot of. I, I everything think at the end fight. of the round, like it was a, like he did this look like a flying knee, but he came down with a hammer fist. I was like, I like this gentleman. Well, shout out to double, them. I, it was like a double axe handle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fun it's card. Like a flying double axe handle. It fun was a card. wild fight. Holland's starting to become one of those like breakout guys in 2020 so far. I'm excited to see what's next for him. I think honestly, what the UFC UFC should probably take a look at. You have Kevin Holland who wants to come right back. You have Darren Stewart who wants to come right back. There you go. Match those two guys up. Or like if you want to make some headlines and see some really good trash talk in the build up to a fight, give Kevin Holland a bump. Him versus Marvin Vittori. Make that fight happen. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, they don't like they don't like each other. No, he does not they've like been, him. They've been throwing uh, verbal greasiness at each other ever since they were both in Jacksonville. Yeah, and it continues. Makes sense. Kevin Holland, what the heck? F Marvin Vittori, F Derek Brunson, and I'll poop on Mike Perry. Woo. Uh, yeah, that's what stuck out from that conversation. So we started with poop and we ended with poop on the post fight show. So I think we're all I think we're all done. Wrap it up. So thank you all for tuning in. You guys are warriors, you're savages. But UFC 252 is it's coming down. up in a week. I cannot wait for Steve A versus DC3. I'm very excited for this. The return of the Sugar Show versus Marlon Cheeto Vera. Very good main card. I'm very excited for this main card. Of course, capped off by DC's final fight. We are out of here. For Jose, Alex, EKC Lydon, I am Mike Keck. We'll see ya. Have a good night, everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.